Welcome to the podcast that is designed to fuel your success in selling technology solutions. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, VP of Sales Engineering at Tolaris, and this is Next Level Biz Tech. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Next Level Biz Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris. This week, I have the pleasure of being joined by the one, the only Chris Whitaker. Chris is our Vice President of the Wireless and IoT Practice. Chris is a military veteran. Thank you for your service. And also, you have got your own couple different avenues uh, of entertainment out there. Can you share with me so I get these right, what those two are? Yes, uh, probably the oldest that's going to like two years old is the wireless way. That's my podcast where I bring on industry thought leaders, colleagues, friends, and we talk about their life and the technology. And then I have a weekly uh, video series, uh, Wireless Wit Wednesdays on LinkedIn. So Beautiful. both have a lot of fun with it. Beautiful. And, and by the way, it was my pleasure. Uh, and thank you for having me. Awesome. So let's let's jump in. Now, remember, the, the point of this for anybody tuning in is to understand all these different areas of technology. Maybe you're maybe you're selling technology. Maybe you're not. Maybe you just tuned into this because you got bored with the, the murder mystery podcast and you're wondering what the heck is all this technology stuff. But uh, nonetheless, we're going to teach and, and help you understand some of the components of technology that we deal with. And so with Chris over the wireless and IoT practice, the first I want to get a, a background in is anybody that's listening to this knows that I love stories and everybody has a unique story. So, Chris, can you start off with let's let's go back in the time machine. Walk us through how did you get to where you're at now, leading this practice? What what got to this point? Wow, you know, I thought about that, uh, you know, for a long time. I, I do get asked that occasionally, especially when they find out I'm a military veteran. They're like, oh, you must have been like in communications or or satellite uh, intelligence or whatever. I was like, no, no, actually, I was an infantry guy. Uh, which means I jumped out of airplanes and kicked down doors and blew stuff up. Now I thought that was going to be my career. I mean, I actually went in, I was inspired by my grandfather. He was a World War II and Korean War veteran. So I was, you know, always knew from a young age, I wanted to be a soldier. Um, so, you know, let's fast forward a little bit uh, from being a kid into uh, a couple of years into the military. And uh, I was in uh, Northern Virginia at the old guard and, and I go into a radio shack, look for something. And they had a Tandy 386 computer sitting there. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, and I bought it. I like, you know, it was like almost half my pay for that one computer and uh, which wasn't much uh, then. So, uh, it, you know, early on, I kind of really had this fascination with just technology. It always was kind of a, you know, mild gadget guy. And even in my unit, I became uh, the training NCO because I knew how to work the computer and uh, just kind of always had this little technical side to me for an infantry guy, which is very unusual. Most infantry guys are just trigger pullers and blowing stuff up. And uh, so, you know, fast forward once again, um, my wife's pregnant with our third child and I'm at 10 and a half years in the mil in, in the military as a Fort Bragg, North Carolina, they just taken airborne. It was like my dream unit. Uh, I was having a great time, but I knew I was like, man, there's gotta be a better way. I can spend more time with my wife and I want to be a father to all of our kids and, and, um, and I don't know, make more money. That'd be nice too. So, um, my brother-in-law was working for Cox communications and I saw he was doing really well and he was in door to door sales. I'm like, Dave, what are you doing? I mean, you're driving a nice car, going to all these cool trips. I want to, you know, how can I do that? And he goes, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in sales and, uh, 
interestingly enough, we have an open position uh -huh. and the hiring manager is a Vietnam vet. He's going to love you. So I go up and I interview, um, got the job on the spot and literally got out of the army like on a Friday afternoon, started this job on Monday, <laughs> uh, talk about night and day. And of course it coincided with the launch of Roadrunner. I don't know if you remember Roadrunner, the Time Warner high-speed cable modem yeah. service, one and a half meg down, and you know, uh, I forgot why it was up, but it, uh, that was the beginning. I was like, oh my gosh! So now I'm like, man, I'm, you know, I love computers, and you know, this high-speed internet is so much better than 56k baud modem that I thought was really fast, and um, and just continued on. Then I went to UUNet for a while and was selling T ones for almost two thousand dollars a month, and I, you know, I can't believe that was people were paying for that. Um, and it just kind of, you know, I just kept progressing and, and trying to look for opportunities that, that would let me take my fascination and love for technology and sales and helping people and making new friends. And it just kept, just kept, you know, rolling and rolling up. And, and, uh, that's kind of the short story. I skipped over a lot there, but, uh, eventually I became this, you know, fiber guy selling fiber and, uh, with Comcast business. And I was one of their, I was channel manager number three, uh, the, the 28 or 30 they have now. And then um, decided, you know, hey, cable and fiber is great, but I've always had this fascination with wireless and cellular and how technology solves problems. And then, um, you know, this whole IoT thing, but I became aware of this you know, 10 or so years ago and, and um, started working with Sierra Wireless and, you know, learning about the modules and radio chips and uh, different types of devices and gateways and, you know, different kind of sensors and, Wow. Then I had the opportunity to come here to Tolaris. So fast forward to today. And that's all I get to do every day is kind of go behind the curtain with, you know, every kind of supplier, every kind of technology, learn about it, ask the questions and uh, see how it fits into our world uh, to help our, our partners solve problems with technology. Love, love the backstory. I always love to hear that. And then you, you, you bring up a good point there. Uh, I, I, let's talk about that technology because my next question really is, for anybody that doesn't understand the mobility itself and, and the wireless side of things is a broad topic. So talk to me about what does this technology specifically do? What does it solve for customers? Wow. Loaded question. I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but uh, yeah. So I kind of look at my role. I have two, uh, two different games I play. It's kind of like rugby and football, you know, the mobility side, a lot of people think anything with a SIM card in it historically, you know, a big part of our business is handsets, cell phones, and tablets, and gateways. And then you can layer on so many other things with the wireless expense management, uh, mobile device management, um, uh, man, so many different type of uh, hardware upgrades, you know, so that's, that's half of my role is the mobility piece. And, you know, for our partners, you know, a, a lot of them, this is a really a, a green grass kind of opportunity because, you know, maybe one out of four, I feel like are really embracing this as a huge opportunity here to go in and help your, your medium, to large customers, generally about a hundred devices or more. There's a lot of opportunity there to help them either manage the solutions, manage the expenses, et cetera. And then the, the part that's really exciting to me is that, that industrial 4.0, you know, this, uh, this idea of the internet of things, uh, solving problems. And there are thousands of use cases, so many different sensors. It's a super broad conversation. And uh, just this morning, I was talking with uh, a partner. He's like, Christian, I really wish you would uh, maybe start looking at having a event or a topic just on a particular vertical. Because every time I talk to you, Chris, you talk about so many different things. I can't even keep up. You know, I just, uh, you know, 
He's like, and he says, I work in the healthcare space. I, I'd love to just go deep and wide just on healthcare. And, and you can literally spend two days material just on healthcare. So I said, Hey man, great idea. I'm going to do that. And you'll be the first guy in healthcare. It's my first topic. So, so I'm going to start doing some um, material, very uh, vertical and uh, specific. And, uh, and that's the part I love about it. The most is um, people say, you know, why do it? You know, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is fair simplest uh, point is efficiency and effectiveness. E and E that's what I always tell people is like if a properly deployed internet of things solution, or even a mobility solution, you're helping that business become more efficient and more effective, get more done with less cost. And that kind of takes care of the ROI conversation as well. So that, that's what I encourage everyone to think about is like how, what problems is this business leader? And it's always a business leader discussion. It's the C-level usually, you know, what part of that operational budget would they like to decrease? What waste do they see that they want to decrease? What kind of employee and customer uh, satisfaction they want to increase? There's, there's a lot of different levers that these kind of solutions can pull on to make that business more efficient and effective, which obviously is uh, more profitable. You know, and you, you bring up a good point. I mean, uh, the, sometimes the, the funnest part of this job is also the hardest part about this job, right? In the technology, we're fortunate that it gets to change and we get to stay in front of it and try to understand, is this thing the next greatest thing? And then how do we boil that down to help everybody understand it? And then how do we help businesses, you know, as part of the, the art of the possible conversation, understand how to solve these problems they maybe didn't even know that they had, right? I mean, look, we were we were sitting in the room the other day looking at some of these great tiny little IoT sensors that have uh, 4G SIMs and have wireless radios embedded in them and do things that otherwise kind of stagnant sensors or no sensors on a propane tank, uh, you know, don't do. So things that can be automatically alerted to distributors when to fill up a tank, when there's potential leaks, what the pressure, you know, all these things that people aren't thinking about. They're, they're, we, what we see is that seems like people are stuck sometimes in, well, we've been doing it this way and that's been working. So why should we change? So I'd love that, you know, because uh, part of my next question really is what are all the different venues that, that, that you're helping people with and understanding uh, how to how to work with this technology, how to sell this technology? So maybe can you go into that a little bit? I know we've got a lot of different structured events here. Maybe you want to talk about that um, and then anything else to help anybody that is is just sitting here going, all right, I do want to learn more. Um, I, I, I love it when the vertical things come out, but also with what, what we have right now, where would you steer people and what are the structured content learning ways they can do now? No, <clears throat> excellent. So if you are a current uh, Telaris partner, obviously get with your, your local uh, field, uh, sales team, your SPDMs, and you know that's a great starting point there. And if you're not a Telaris partner, I mean, you can reach out to me directly. I'd love to connect with the right persons and people to talk to. Uh, so for our, our partner community, we have uh, a wide array of different learning opportunities, you know, from, I, I think the the, the most uh, beneficial is the two and a half day Academy. That is an invite only, you know, we really are looking for partners that are going to lead with this solution. This is a big part of their value prop to their customers. So that's a two and a half days, uh, six hand selected suppliers. And um, we, we go deep and wide into the topic of IOT and mobility. And then uh, more of a one day type event is, is boot camps and the boot camps again, it's, it's, it's a, you know, scaled down version. You know, if you don't have two and a half days, you can go to this three or four hour event, usually just three suppliers, uh, a little more intimate, you know, you can still get some one-on-one time and you can learn, you, you leave there knowing what you don't know and why you should know what you don't know kind of thing. <clears throat> and then, um, 
you know, if it, a, a, occasional we do these are regional events throughout throughout the country. You know, it could be as simple as a lunch and learn or just some type of get together. Um, you know, I, I mean, we're, we're doing it. We're still doing some more cornhole tournaments. So I, I try to pop in those where I can regionally uh, and and meet with our partners and suppliers to, to talk about how we can you know, continue this conversation or advance this conversation. Cause I find a lot of partners are doing a great job on bringing in new connectivity, you know, saving the company's money on their connectivity, bringing in new technology like UCAS and CCAS and SD-WAN and cyber, but we're still finding a lot of partners are leaving stuff on the table. They're, they're, you know, if someone once told me a uh, CFO at a large company or really any company, they just have multiple bags of money on the table and they're all labeled, you know, headcount, bonuses, commissions, technology, you know, this, 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 and this. And you want to try to get as many of those bags of money as you can. So don't, don't just leave it there. If one, of, one of them is called mobility, ask the question, Hey, how are you guys handling mobility? Who does that for you? What department's responsible for that? When was the last time you had your mobility expense bill audited or do you just pay it? You know, um, and especially depending on what vertical they're in, you know, we mentioned healthcare earlier, you know, nurses can spend up to uh, an hour to an hour and a half of their shift looking for wheelchairs, respirator, IV stands, anything on a wheel, uh, any device on wheels, which is almost everything in the hospital, it can easily be moved and misplaced. And these nurses, you know, they're there to save lives, you know, they're to be looking for stuff. So there's technology that they can have on their tablet or smartphone tells me exactly where these things are so let, let's let's dive in you bring up a really good point there that i don't want to miss so yeah. so part of part of what i wanted to talk about was you know i mean if i flash back to when i was a little kid right one of the first toys i remember having is this giant red bin of legos and i would just sit there for hours mm -hmm. and just build stuff and sometimes i would get stuck on well geez what do i build right and I'd, you know mom what what should i build today i don't know you know build a castle build a garage for your car i'm like okay cool i'd go and i'd do it right and i feel like this sometimes is that. And, you know, we're, when we're talking about things like robotic process automation and, and, and all these forward looking things, it's about, it's about automating things that people didn't know they could automate or get it digitally that they were maybe doing before on a clipboard and in an analog fashion. So what, you know, from a, from a partner wanting to dive into this or anybody wanting to dive into this technology, let's say, uh, not factoring in a vertical for just a second. I mean, my head kind of goes to, I'm, I'm a big questions guy. My head kind of goes to what, for somebody that doesn't know they need this yet, if I'm talking to a customer, what, what things and what processes and what are you doing manually right now that you wanted to automate or thought about it? Is that a good, is that a good process to, to go through with their customers that maybe they've sold these things to and haven't, haven't touched in the other areas? What are those questions that, that you mm -hmm. think that you've seen help uncover the, oh, the aha moment. I didn't know I could do that. Right. And and you you hit it there. It's about the line of questioning. Uh, and I call them in our academies. We talk about how to create a proper diagnostic question, you know, saying, hey, how do you guys use IoT? That's not the question you ask, <laughs> you know. Um, it's really, and I do find this challenges each of our, uh, partners, you know, technology advisors, this is challenging. It's a lot easier to go, Hey, give me your phone bill. I'll save you 30%. I'll bring you back three quotes. We'll pick one and the we're off days. the races. Yeah. That, that's, you know, that's easy. Um, granted, you, you know, a lot of you have done a great job doing it and you should still keep doing it. But so this really t challenges you to, you need to go deeper into the business. And, um, 
and I had another partner said, you know, because I call them technology audits. I asked my customers, hey, John, I've been working with you for a decade. I've, I've helped you grow your business. You know what? We haven't really done a technology audit. Can I spend about an hour? I just want to understand how are you using technology in your business? What other problems are you, do you have? Oh, you have an employee re, uh, return issue. Oh, the great resignation. It's really, it's really catching up with you, man. Tell me about that. Why are they leaving? Oh, all these manual processes and, you know, mundane tasks, you know, that you're having these college grads do that's driving them nuts. Okay, let's talk about that. What, what is that? And so, it, you know, it, and I think every conversation, here's the challenge. It's going to be a little different, but what, how do you hone that skill is learning how to ask good diagnostic questioning. Hey, you know, how often is that a problem for you? How are you doing that problem? How are you solving that problem today? Or are you, what part of your operational budget would you like to, you know, uh, get, get a grip on? Or maybe you don't understand where this cost uh, center, where what's driving that, that number to keep going up. I mean, it, it depending on the vertical. Yeah. It can be a large amount of questions to ask, but I think what it all always boils down to though, is uh, talking to that business leader and owner. Cause they're the ones that it's, it's near and dear to them. I find usually the front line, it's not their money they're spending. They don't really care if that they look at the clipboard or not. Mm -hmm. They're just going to do their job because they get paid the same no matter what. But that business leader, uh, the person that's really responsible for the growth of the business, just asking those questions, hey, what, what, what are some problems you would like to solve? What are the top three things you would like to fix? Let's talk about those. Chances are there's a technology that's going to either help them man, manage it monitor it and, and measure it. And, and by doing those three things, it's going to help them control that expense. And again, that's, you know, when you do that properly, um, ROI takes care of itself. And, and by the way, solving problems with technology, that's only half the reason this conversation is important. The other half of the reason is all the data intelligence and uh, analytics that you get. So you think about you're the boss and there's a line from a uh, uh, Austin Powers, you know, Dr. Eva, Hey, I need the info. Throw me a bone here. I need the info. I'm the boss. Uh, you need the info, you know? So how do most people get the info? They have employee employees fill out rep manual reports, spreadsheets that someone has to pull together all these different data points. But if you had, you know, technology that was collecting this data by the second real time, and you had AI that could put it into a dashboard and the different widgets that measured what's important to you as a business leader, that's pretty effective and efficient, which again is the goal. Well, and, and I think it, it, you know, time wise with everything that's going on, you brought up, you know, the great resignation. And we talk about this a lot, especially in cloud and in security that, that companies just can't find people. Um, it's one thing to find good people. That's even harder, but just finding people right now is hard. Just a, a general global and it's not even a domestic only thing it's a global talent shortage so uh, i i think people need to understand too that this is not about replacing employees this is not about anyone losing their job we're not we're so far from a position where something like that is, is, you know not not to say that one day one thing you know may lead to that but 95 99 percent of what i think this does is it helps a business be more efficient and give them visibility to your point and, and better position those workers to do, you know, the things that they should be spending their time on, right? If I can, if I can help a nurse automate a portion of their day where they have to go and check this thing and mark this off the list, and that can be more time that they can spend with, with patients, that we can improve the overall health and quality of the patient's, you know, care, then that's critical, right? I mean, do you, do you see the same thing kind of from an augment and improvement perspective, less about replace and things like that? 
Absolutely. That comes up sometimes, even on the mobility side. Oh, well, John and IT takes care of the new employees and their devices and their iPhones and tablets. Like, that's great. We're not trying to put John out of business. In fact, by letting your IT department do what IT should be doing, securing the network, uh, much more important. And you can offload some of these mobility things uh, to so many different great suppliers. And same thing with IoT. Interesting little side story. I was talking with a, we had a, a deal in uh, Boston and um, the, the partner uh, was talking to more of a frontline manager and the frontline manager was really against the idea of tank monitoring solutions because of uh, that was Bill's job was to drive all over town and mm. check these tank levels and being a good, you know, union steward, I can't bring in technology. that's going to put him out of business. And we had to really re-educate him and go, well, what else does Bob have to do? What, what, what is his other responsibilities? Does he ever have a hard time? Oh, yeah, we, he sometimes he has to work 12-hour days. Of course, that's overtime. He likes the overtime. But uh, so, yeah, it's like, you know what? You can actually repurpose and, and you know, redefine someone's job now and let them do other new projects. And it uh, doesn't mean anyone's out of a job. I find there's never a lack of things that need to be done in a business. There's always something that can be more efficient and effective. So, uh, yeah, that comes up quite a bit. Good and there's you know, a good, good, uh, good answers for those kind of questions, too. So, so last but not least, as we wrap here, uh, if anybody remembers the the late night infomercials with Miss Cleo, where she'd look into the crystal ball, and everybody would call that number and get scammed because it was pay for the minute uh, of, of your your horoscope and your advice. If we look into our little crystal ball here and look at w- where does this go, um, you know, we, we obviously recognize that this is an early to the channel technology. Um, there's a lot of things available to the end customers out there, but right now it's just about figuring out how to productize that, how to build that, what helping people understand the things that they didn't know they needed to fix or improve upon yet. But if you take all that into consideration, what we've talked about, where does this go? Where do you see it incorporating next, right? How does it, how does it go into the, the corporate environment? How does it solve problems for the business? And what's the next, what's the next thing to be on the lookout for? You know, here lately, I've been having a lot of conversations uh, around asset fleet tracking, you know, and again, such no one ever thought this would be a telecom channel conversation. But when you look at the supply chain, you look at uh, there, there's just a lot of factors of um, of delay of uh, people just not getting the things they need when they order it quick enough and whatnot. So, you know, again, leveraging technology to enhance and optimize uh, route optimization and tracking and even quality control of drivers and vehicles and, and not to mention loss and theft. Okay. So that's, that's one thing I see. And another area that I think about everyone listening to this, you live somewhere, right? I'm sure you live somewhere. You're listening to this podcast from somewhere. You live in a city or a County or some township. Um, a very, uh, it's a very exciting uh, topic I find is connected communities you know, uh, smart connected communities as a service. So we have suppliers that are bringing in, you know, camera vision, the, these, uh, the AI and the, the, the intersection uh, cameras that are doing not only license plate recognition, but can recognize if it's a green Ford F-150, you know, that helps law enforcement track people down. It helps them, you know, track how long their lights need to be instead of having to pay someone in a little white truck to sit there all day counting cars and trucks as they go by, um, you know, even though the, the water treatment facilities in communities, you know, there's a, a lot of waste there. So a lot of manual tasks, uh, even the gas stations, you, you know, every now and then you still pull up to a gas station, you see that long stick laying up against the curb with little mm-hmm. tick marks on it. They stick down in there and, and, uh, 
you know, it's, it's great. It tells you how much, uh, is in the tank, but it doesn't tell you how much water's in there. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. some of these distributors put a little bit of water in the tank to it's full, but it's not full of gas. It's only three quarters full of gas, but there's, there's so many different things, but I think I love the idea of asset fleet and smart connected communities. So many benefits that we didn't have time to go into, uh, and those, those are changing lives. I mean, it's, it, and it's great for the, the, the economy and great for the environment even. You know, if you can control and manage and measure our natural resources better, that's a problem that needs to be solved too that everyone benefits from. Yeah, great stuff. I think that's the important thing to remember is that there may be, you know, you may have uh, been in this space and, and some of our partners may have been in this space a while and it may feel like, geez, we've been doing this for a while. And the reality is some of this technology and its adoption is still so young. And, you know, in two, three years from now, there's going to be the next thing, the next product segment that I think we redefine and we bring into the channel and learn how to sell and learn how to support and that types of stuff. So I love, uh, I love where this is going. Love the practice, uh, doing, doing great stuff. Awesome. Appreciate having you on. Chris, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. That wraps us up for today. And thanks so much. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Chris Whitaker, VP of the wireless and IOT practice here at Tolaris. So thankful for having him on. Um, That wraps us up for this week. I'm your host, Josh Lopresto, SVP of Sales Engineering here at Tolaris for the Next Level Biz Tech Podcast. Until next time. Thanks, everybody. Next Level Biz Tech has been a production of Tolaris Studio 19. Please visit tolaris.com for more information.